and we're rolling. Episode thirty-eight. We in there? Her chilling? I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can't think of another thirty-eight. And the internet failed me, so couldn't tell you. <laughs> internet failed. Internet failed me. Yeah. What you been up to, man? Chilling, man. Same old, man. Just trying to be great, be better than yesterday. You know, um, I, man. It was. Chilling, man. I've been chilling, man. What about yourself? What were you about to say? Why you, why you pull back? Because we're going to get into it, for oh, sure. Okay. Um, you ever watched Pinky in the Brain lately? Lately? <laughs> like the last 15 years? Yeah. Nah. No? Okay. I watched it the other day. It was not as good as I remember. Not as good as I recall. You know, I get my son, like, hey, come, you know, sit down. I'm going to show you this, this TV show. He's like, nah, Dad. I'm like, nah, man. Trust me. You're going to enjoy it. Yeah. And I put on Pinky in the Brain. He's sitting there. And like halfway through, he turns to me. He's like, really? I was like, eh. Not as good as I remember. Yeah, I'm just like, change. like how like how much shit that I thought that I remember is being super dope. If I if I were to watch it today, I'd be extremely disappointed. Seventy percent. Fuck, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a like, lot. Like like sitcoms. I can't really. I can't imagine watching Family Matters. Like that's one of my favorite shows of all time. But I can't sit up and like every Friday just dedicate thirty minutes to that. I I don't think I could. I I probably couldn't either. Yeah. I mean, so in today's age, we're accustomed to I can watch whenever I want to watch yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, don't, I think seventy percent. It's a lot of whack stuff that we watched when we were younger. That was cooler because we were younger. Cat now it's like, um, what was that little uh, cat? Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. The little Looney little, Tunes. Yeah, the, the little dude, cat, the, the rapist dude. Little rapist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he was a skunk, wasn't he? I don't know what he was, man. He was aggressive. <laughs> me, hashtag me too. Yeah. He was the first victim. <laughs> Raising them little boys. Yeah. Think they could just fucking kiss up on women. That was crazy that that got approved. Yeah, I know. That's, that shows how society changes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's wild if it was happening today. Yeah. He just chasing her around, kissing her. Yeah, influencing kids to just go out there and get it. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough, man. I mean, but it's weird, though, right? Because that's, that's what we were taught as kids. You got to be aggressive with women. And that, that usually leads to rape. Now. I'm just saying, probably back then. Like, if you... The whole, like, convincing someone... I feel like you got to convince somebody to sleep with you, you... That's that's like passive rape. That's like second degree rape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. That's the sucky part of being like a dude, because you got to know that line. That like you know that that fine line, that invisible line that you can't cross. That invisible line. Yeah, it's like yeah. you got to know what to do, but like know when to pull back and know when they just playing around. Like, like it's been it's it's weird, dude. I'll always pull back. Yeah, you always pull back. I always but pull I mean, back. I but mean, this, I don't fuck around like that. Have you ever been like criticized where it's like, man, I wish it was more like yeah, more aggressive. I, like, I well, wish you would just yeah, that's exactly. Fine, you yeah. can wish all you want. <laughs> Tell your girls. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man, I fuck around and get a wreck. Hell no. Yeah, hell no. Fuck yeah. no. No, wouldn't do it. I always err on the side of, okay, you don't want to do this shit anymore. I'm sorry. Let me yeah. get out of here. You got to create a hashtag like, please me. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, like, it's all good. Like, <laughs> That's why you have safe words, I guess. Yeah. But if, at that point, though. Yeah. You know, like, one night stand at chicken, y'all have a safe word. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> you got a little wild yeah. in there. If you say yeah. cucumber, I know I need to stop. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, you yeah. Can't do it. That's weird. That's at least ten in. Uh, that's like a that's deep in. You got like yeah. you've, you've had serious conversations. Yeah, you yeah. get to safe for sure. territory. Yeah, get ten dates. Probably um, you know what I was thinking about, man? Like, what you been up to, man? Uh, Do we ask? I don't know if we went over that. Nah, I ain't really done much this past week. Just kind of like you know, chilling, get back in the groove after that little Memorial Day break. Yeah. Doing wasting fucking time playing video games and shit. What game? Uh, Bioshock Two. Oh, okay, okay. I jumped into that. 
Um, I listened to, uh, I think it was Knockback. It's a, like a retro podcast. You're talking about the original Bioshock. Mm-hmm. The collection was, was on sale for like 15 bucks. So uh, it's like, let me, you know, stroll down memory lane, but it's not as fun as I remember. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of disappointing, you know, callbacks <laughs> for me this past week. <laughs> uh, so I probably won't even finish it. You know, just kind of get, got in there and play around with it a little bit. Yeah. But what were you about to say? I think I'm part of the Beehive, man. You think you're part yeah, of the Beehive? I think I'm part of the Beehive. You watched that Netflix movie or I documentary? Not. I did not. You part of the Beehive without watching that documentary? This is all from Soulja Boy. Oh, well, yeah, you got to explain. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. All right. <laughs> so recently, as of late, Soulja Boy has been on like this, you know, this this rant, publicity, going, doing interviews, the little Tiger, you know, the, the social tiger? media. Yeah, yeah, the social media thing or whatever. He got hot. Uh, I think he's in, incarcerated now, like for some shit. Yeah, he got arrested. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, before then, it was like, you know, he was hot. So, you know, you go through watching old videos or whatever. And there was one particular one that I saw. And since he's been doing this little thing, I guess some people have been like, you know, not giving him credit. Or he's been voicing that people haven't been giving him credit or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. He talked about Drake, like his first line, where it was, um, Tell me what you you know that line oh, or whatever yeah, yeah. Really? I guess What's happening in? Yeah, yeah. yeah so Drake did that shit or whatever took him Soldier Boy he didn't give Soldier Boy any credit or whatever and he also brought up Ariana Grande that um like I think it was like Pretty Boy Swag or whatever it was some like tempo that she took from it it was it was definitely his okay um and she you know didn't give him any credit or whatever and he mentioned Beyonce and it was one time it was one song I think her song was Turn My Swag On or something like that. I'm not sure if it was. I thought his title. song was Turn My Swag. Oh, yeah, I think. Pop out by the band. Yeah, yeah, It was that. It was that, like, cadence. And okay. she took it. But he was like, yeah, nah, she hit me up. She called me. We talked on the phone. She gave me money. And he was doing an interview when he was talking about it. And he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, she gave me money. She called me up. She did it the right way. And he was like, yeah, I'm on that shit. Like, did she win? He was talking to somebody else. Like, he was like, did she win a Grammy off that shit? And the person probably said, yeah, 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 yeah she won a Grammy. He was like, yeah, I won a Grammy off that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, man, if she giving people credit out like that and like doing it right when all these other people were not doing it, you know, doing it wrong. And I started like thinking about it, man, like she's a great performer. She got a great voice. She knows who she is. She's, she's the queen, man. She, I, I'm part of the beehive, man. It was hard for me to admit. Like I was never into Beyonce, dude. Like I didn't. I, I've never listened to one one of her albums all the way through. I haven't like you know. I didn't watch a documentary. Like I've never been to like Beyonce concert or none. But just when you add that up, where it's like I'm, you know, she's married to Jay Z, one of the you know super rappers, mm-hmm. and you know just. You know who she is, and she stands by that, and she's like, you know, it's. I can't think of anybody who I would pick over. Like I tried to create a roster of like amazing performers, and I couldn't think of anybody who who I would swap out for her. So it's tough. I I, I have to As put a, myself in the hive, man. Okay, so you're in the hive because okay. I mean, you kind of explained it who she is as a person and who she is as an artist. What does being in the beehive mean to you? To me, it means. I think it's like that get out of jail free card. Like anything she does, you got to support it. And even if it's some some questionable shit, you have to like support her until otherwise. Okay. Not like crazy, like I'm gonna defend her, like going to comedy six, nothing like that. But I mean, I'm, I'm she gets that get out of jail free card where it's like you can do everything you do is any great thing you do. I'm gonna acknowledge it. You do some messed up crazy shit. It's like all right, you get that pass. Mm-hmm. Where somebody else, I'd be like, nah, you whack, you stupid, you dumb, you out of here. Okay. But her, she gets that. Like, me, let's really see what's going on. You know, let's. She gets the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I like Beyonce. I've listened to, I think, damn near all of her albums. More so, her later works than her earlier stuff. 
Uh, four was actually a really good app. I fucked with four. I like Lemonade too. I fucked with Lemonade. Lemonade was in heavy yeah, rotation when it came out. You, you've heard Lemonade. I, I have some songs, okay. I'm sure. Yeah. But it makes a good album. Go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I fucked with Beyonce, but w- with Beyonce, I don't get like this adoration for her. Like, I, I don't understand why. I don't understand why there's a beehive. Like, what other artist has that? I guess Nicki Minaj has what the Barbies or whatever it is. Yeah, a lot of them. I think Justin Bieber have the Biebs. The Biebs. Some. I think a lot of those. So it's like a pop. pop yeah, those pop main artists. Even um, if you're a popular person, like I, you know, like if you're on, like I know a lot of YouTubers, they have the shit where it's um, like I know uh, DJ Academics is a guy who covers a lot of like hip hop news, hip hop stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. He calls his group the Chat Niggas. Um, CJ so cool. He's a he's a YouTuber, or whatever, a vlogger. He calls his like group the the um, cool kids or some shit like that Wolfpack and cool kids or whatever so I think they all try to create that group of you know the group that has some sense of entitlement or you know feel like they're a part of something they have a, like a connection or something yeah. like that yeah I think it's all marketing and then I think once the person gets a little like larger you know like say you start out small just on social media YouTube or whatever and then you cross over into like mainstream media you just keep that group with you and then it just grows, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it matures into, you know, they just support to continue to support you. I mean, it's cool, I guess. I like Beyonce. Here's the thing. I like, I like Beyonce, like what she stands for, uh, like generally like the music that she puts out, but I don't really get like excited. Yeah. yeah I feel like for Beyonce, you yeah. know, it's like, oh, let me check out this, make sure I, I got to make sure this is a Beyonce album. I've never done that. It's kind of yeah. like, oh, Beyonce released the album. What, cool, yeah. What's this about? You know, it's going to, be number one on every girl's yeah. list, you know. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, I got nothing bad to say about her. I don't think I would just automatically give her the benefit of the doubt. However, I do agree with you and feel that she's kind of trustworthy. So if she mm-hmm. says something, and I'm like, mm, you know what? She's probably telling the truth. Yeah. Just imagine the inside knowledge that she would have as opposed to someone else. You know, she gets it from her own career, her own abilities, being at the top or whatever. But then her husband is also at the top of his class, you know. So we yeah. just keep. She gets like both sides of it, you know, just, you know, she can chill. She can do whatever she wants, but they're always going to be a part of whatever they want to be a part of because one of them are going to have their hands in, you know, some situation. I yeah. think that's dope, man. I never thought about it. Like I, like you said, man, I'm, I wasn't never like really jumping to her songs or, you know, really just looking for, her, you know, a release date or whatever. But just looking at every when I sit back and think about it and put everything together, like in perspective, it's like she's I don't see any blemishes. No, not at all. I can't think of anywhere or any point at which Beyonce kind of fell short. Yeah, she even dealt with like the the affair, you know that that Jay Z had mm-hmm. uh, in a very classy way. I mean, she kind of released it to the public mm-hmm. and revealed it with, with the Lemonade album. Kind of you know took you through it and mm-hmm. kind of took you through everything, explained it afterwards. And on that little you know collab album, her and Jay Z did. They kind of went over it, went over it again. And of course, Jay Z went over it on, you know four four four. But that all kind of stemmed from Beyonce. And that is when I became like, I guess you can say, I don't want to say I don't want to put myself in the beehive. Come on, you got to. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. It's fun over here. That, 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 at that point, that's when I was like, okay, this is fucking dope. Because I'm always like that, you know, kind of giving me a peek at yourself. I think the best music is made when people are just being honest. You know, it's like I'm sharing their you know, raw emotions. And she was able to do that. Um she didn't have to. You no, know, she could have yeah. put out some bullshit album and, and got a billion streams like like she did with with, with Lemonade, but kind of took it to that next level. 
And I mean, she gives back to community, you know, comments on on events in the like the black community mm-hmm. and things of that nature. She has the, the Netflix special where she, she kind of put a light on the um, predominantly black uh, colleges or the HBCUs, and um, it's all very good. I, I agree with you. Not, not one blemish. Um, it's just I, I kind of think she's overrated as an artist, this pure artist like album. I mean. Uh, Maybe in concert. I've never seen her in concert, so maybe in concert is something different. Something different possibly, but yeah. just you know, album for album, I mean, it's okay. It's not you know life changing or anything like that. Yeah, I agree. I don't know, man. It's just yeah, she's dope. She's dope, and it's hard for me. Like I don't know what it is, but like I always try to like fight, you know, go against the grain a little bit, you know, You're like a natural when, contrarian. Yeah. So when people just you know. Flock to one thing. It's like, all right, let me figure this out before I just jump into it. Yeah. And I think I'm just at that time where it's like, all right, I got to respect her now. Like, she's dope. Stands for what she believes in. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know, man. It's, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's weird. Hey, what about Solange? Um, her sister? Yeah. Um, I don't really know much about her. I understand, like, she may have, like, the less popular sister syndrome. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like a lot of, you know, yeah. in the industry, everybody has it. You know, Seth Curry. You know, Blake's little brother, even though he's a big brother. The, oh, the Blake, older brother. Blake's older brother? Yeah, yeah. What is he doing now? I, don't know, I think he's like probably managing Blake somehow. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I, I, I understand that situation. And, like, you know, I, I when she does something crazy or wild, I just automatically jump to that. Like, oh, she's acting out because she needs some attention or, mm-hmm. you know, she's feeling that way or whatever. But, yeah, I know. I've Like, the people who I, you know, some other people have mentioned her who I respect and they respect her. So, it's like, you know, I, you know, I guess she's cool. Yeah, I mean, I fucked with Solange. For a while, I, I trumpeted that Solange is the more talented and old sister. That was just me, you know, kind of going, like you kind of going to the green. And she's cool, you know. Um, she had one really good album. I can't remember the fucking name of it right now. But it's the one where she had like a little bobby pins or barrettes in her head. Yeah, I um, and, But, I mean, other than that, she's, I guess, most known for kicking Jay-Z's ass on the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> that was like her, her peak. What do you think that was for? Like now, did, did it ever come out? Oh yeah, definitely because him cheating. Him cheating. Yeah, yeah. She found. She's out. probably fucking tripping. You ain't coming home to my motherfucking sister. Uh, niggas ain't shit. You know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. How uncomfortable would it have been to be like the bodyguard <clears throat> sitting there looking at the numbers? Ooh. Yeah, I but, think you good. Like, I mean, it would have been worse if if Jay Z responded. Oh, like yeah. if he had to hold back Jay Z, that would have been a fucked up situation. But why, why did anyone hold back Solange? Oh, no, they did. They did. I think so. I mean, they tried to separate them. She can't fuck out of them. Yeah. He's trying to catch the kicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you knew, I, I feel like in that situation, you just, you felt like Jay-Z wasn't any, in any real harm. No. And he yeah. did the right thing. He, he could defend him. He just defended himself. He did the right thing. He was like, stop. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Comment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to go back on the, uh, the whole Jay-Z and Beyonce thing. And I think, yeah, when they released it to the public, all the information about infidelity or whatever they were going through, you got that sense that they actually were, they already had like worked through it. It wasn't like yeah. just being released to the media and like the public when it's still rocky, still shaky or whatever. It was like, all right, we are, we went through it. We've been through it. Like, you know, personally, now we're going to give you guys information just because we want our fans to know or whatever. It wasn't like you guys can like sway us one way because they were already solid. Yeah, I, and I agree. They it was already had it was already figured out. Yeah, um, because I think the shit was kind of happening and coming to the forefront when the video surfaced <clears> with <throat> Solange and Jay Z, mm-hmm. and we didn't really hear about it until what three, four years later mm-hmm. after that. You know, that's when we kind of first heard about it. So, 
Yeah, I, I definitely never you know rock solid again. And it's good. I'm glad to see a couple work through some shit. You know, motherfuckers break up left and right. Um, I was listening to Wiz Khalifa. He was on Joe Rogan show. Yeah, yeah. You know, Amber Rose got another kid on the way. Yeah, I didn't know. With like a regular dude. Yeah, like a regular ass dude. Man, what the fuck? She went from highs to highs to she is pregnant and nobody cares. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks, man. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure when I say regular dude, I'm sure he's doing his thing or whatever. He probably makes money somehow. I'm sure like a regular, you know, average guy wouldn't be able to get Amber Rose. I don't think. I think she, like you said, she's in a different like league or whatever. But yeah, he's not popular. And I think that's, that almost feels like he gamed her up a little bit. You think? Gamed her up. I don't she doesn't seem happy because she's not in the media unless she just took this turn where she's trying to like you know have that image of just being homely and a mo- you know a mom or whatever mm-hmm. usually like you said usually people will know about her stuff like anytime she's I've seen her like post stuff about buying a car and that went viral you know her and Black China going out to the club that went viral okay. you know usually but yeah you would think her being pregnant would someone would have cared yeah you would think she would have all type of pictures out and you know, information about the pregnancy out or whatever. But yeah, she's, I don't know. I, I think it's like, I don't know. It's weird. So her, her, the dude who got pregnant, her baby daddy's uh, Andre, um, excuse me, Alexander Edwards. I have no <coughs> idea who he is. Do you, have you ever heard of A.E. as they call him? Maybe, maybe just because of the article about her. Yeah. Oh, apparently he's like friends with Tiger. Okay. Friends? <laughs> That's what it says. Uh, he was an Oakland rapper. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard of AE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Back in the day, though. Yeah. And dude is apparently super excited to got Ember Rose pregnant. I, you know, I kind of feel bad for Ember Rose because all her shit got put out there. You know, Kanye, um, you know, the album, My Beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy was essentially... A tell all of his, you know, relationship with Amber Rose, and maybe that was a local nigga that he was he was talking about on the album. That's you know neither here nor there. And she got all of like the ridicule and the bad shit of being what comes with a celebrity, and none of the benefit. Yeah, like she gets the oh you know attacked in the media. All the Kanye West fans were you know talking about how terrible she is as a person when the after the, the album came out and you know they you know attack her left and right she's fucking on TMZ when she goes places but she can't really like monetize it yeah she has all the fame but she hasn't been able to like you said like monetize her celebrity and that's i mean that's the most scary thing about going viral yeah. or being like you know having a big influence or social being on social media or whatever cuz people just automatically assume you got it Right. They assume that you're in a position that you aren't. And then when you out, you know, they see you out doing regular things, then that becomes viral. Yeah. Like you know? uh old dude from the Cosby's at the Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. This that's why it's so it's weird, man. It's the whole celebrity thing, you know. It's like I remember back in the day, I'm sure we talked about it before. Um uh what was that? Making making the band, Puff Daddy Show yeah, or whatever, yeah. back on MCV. And it was one of the main guys, not the guy Chopper, you know, with the long hair, with the dreads or whatever. The oh, other guy. Chopper. Yeah. <laughs> New Orleans. It was other, yeah, it was the other guy, the, the smaller, I forget his name. The New York rapper? Yeah, yeah. But he was like, yeah, I want all the fame, but I don't want the paper. He said something like that, you know. That's stupid. No, no. He said, fuck the fame, give me the paper. It was, oh. You know, 
And it's like, I didn't, you know, back then it didn't resonate or whatever. But now when I think about it, it's like, yeah, man, like that fame thing is scary, man. That's not something that, you know, just I was thinking about it and um, it was I was watching some interview. I forget which one it was, mm-hmm. but people were talking about I think it was Chi Ali. He had a DJ Vlad interview. Chi he, Ali. Chi Ali. He's a New York rapper um, back in early 90s. Um, he had a couple of songs, I think, with Jadakiss, but he went to, you know, he had a, a couple of maybe a good album. You know, nothing happened after that. I had a regular job, lived a regular life or whatever. I think he was probably still into like, you know, drugs or whatever. Selling drugs, and he eventually ended up murdering his wife's brother okay. over a confrontation, you know, situation that, you know, whatever happened. He served 14 years or whatever. And he had, a, you know, damn. He was popular, I guess, in New York. I, I remember the name, but I don't really know what he did. But he had a big interview on DJ Vlad, and he shows he's like, you know, he just explains the situation and how it happened and his mentality or whatever. And um, I forget why we started talking about him. You said the story. I brought him up by the interview. Damn, what were we talking about before that? <laughs> hey, what were we talking about? I want to record, like rewind, like rewind now. Talking about Amber Rose. Talking about the dude from making making the band. How he said he wanted the paper and he didn't give a shit about the fame. That fame is terrible, and especially you can't monetize it. And he went into that story about that uh, DJ Vlad interview. Yeah, I forget, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Was you was you distracted, heartbroken because of the? Uh, the, that, the Warriors game two win, buddy. That was tough, man. <laughs> that was tough. It was so close. So close. I mean, I, I think the, well, obviously the majority of Americans wanted to see a Toronto win game two because the majority of Americans are rooting for the, the American uh, team, the no, the Raptors to 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 win the, the NBA Finals. You, you see, the shit, I think it was on ESPN where the only states that are rooting for um, Golden State in the United States of America, of course, California. Nevada and Alaska. Everybody else is going mm. for the Raptors. I wonder why is that? Yeah, you know, once you get on top and then you're there for a long time, people want to see you fall. It's a weird. You become the villain. Yeah, you know that Batman quote. Yep. That's tough. Why? Like, why doesn't America support America? No, we support America. Nah, but, hell no. but here's the thing: Canada is like America Junior. Like, it's just, it's like yeah, yeah Canada, I give you that. Yeah, yeah it's Canada. different, but it's really not. Yeah, you, you watch know? tennis. Yeah. Anytime Serena plays like Sharapova or like, you know, somebody, some other, you know, someone else from like a foreign country or whatever, mm-hmm. the crowd is always going crazy for the other person. Yeah. Even if it's at the U.S. Open. Right. Why is that? Because Serena's been so dominant. Yeah. I mean, she just ousted, I think it was the French Open. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it, it that sucks. Once you're on top and you're on top for so long, people want to see you lose. Yeah. Floyd. Mm-hmm. LeBron. Golden State. Yeah. Why the is Patriots. that? Like, why? Why is that? Jealousy. Yeah, that's I all it that's, is. That's big. Because yeah. you got a bunch of people looking at you know someone re- accomplishing dreams <clears throat> and you know doing it repeatedly. It looks like they're living their best life, and you sitting here looking inward and like, oh man, this shit's terrible. You know, I don't want him to be happy because I'm not happy in my life. I want something bad to happen to him. Yeah. Too many good things are happening to that yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> so we want we want to see greatness, but not for too long. Exactly. Just give me a little piece of it. We want to see greatness, but also greatness in losses too. Yeah. We're going to, you know, feel like, oh, they're human just like I am. Yeah, yeah. There's an opportunity for something new. They fail and fumble like I do. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up that we don't, you know, share each other. I I like greatness, you know, despite what a lot of my friends think, uh, specifically Eli Harris. (laughs) (laughs) Called him out. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, just because I think Toronto is the better team and should win the series doesn't mean that I hate the Golden State Warriors. These can't seem to separate 
you know, objective criticism from someone just, you know, quote unquote, hating his team. Yeah. Like, I, I, the thing is, I'm from the Bay Area, so I rock with the, the Golden State Warriors. I think I really started to dislike them once they acquired Kevin Durant. Well, yeah, the KD shit was stupid. It. That's what did it for yeah. me. Cause, I mean, so before KD got there, it, it was a feel-good story because you got all these dudes they drafted. Mm-hmm. They did a hell of a job through the draft. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, they picked up the right veteran uh, free agents. And, it's, you know, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. And then you went out and get, like, the second best player in the league at that time yeah. to come join your team. And that's not their fault. Now, I mean, it's not their fault, but it he automatically made it like, oh, he what the fuck is this Yeah, shit? yeah. He, grew, he, he grouped everything together. I think originally, like, when they started getting good, I think I didn't like them because they were beating LeBron. But it would be like if they were playing anybody else, like mm-hmm. I wanted them to win. Gotcha. You know, but now it's like, nah, I just want them to lose. <laughs> like, especially with Kevin Durant. Now with DeMarcus Cousins, it's like, nah, you guys gotta lose now. So yeah, try to stack it, yeah. stack the deck. But when you think like I was thinking about it, like you want that's what you really want though. Like imagine if Kobe was like, Yeah, we'll come I'll come join your podcast. And then we I had like Shaq, like, oh yeah, I'll come too. And then LeBron, like, yeah, I might as well come too. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you want like <laughs> like what? I'm supposed to say no, you know? <laughs> like so, it's like it's, it's messed up, but it's it's. No, it's not messed it up. Is. They feel like they were stacking the deck. Because here's the thing: it wasn't just the Golden State Warriors were you know sitting at home and they got a text message from you know their agent or another teammate saying, "Oh, Katie just signed with us." They actively recruited him. You know, the story is Draymond reached out mm-hmm. to him after they lost in the finals. They all flew out to to visit him in the Hamptons mm-hmm. to try to recruit him to the team. So it wasn't just uh, Steph sitting there like, oh, shit, they signed him. Okay, cool, whatever. You know? True. I was going to run it back any goddamn way. I don't care. Yeah. You know, with him, without him. It was like, oh, we need you to you know to win this. Like, no, man, like, come on. Yeah. I, I, think that, I think that's what made it kind of whack. Like, if Steph and Clay were just like, whatever. I'm not fucking flying out to go try to convince KD to come here. He can come here if he wants to. You know, we just beat his ass in the, in the Western <laughs> Conference Finals. What the, what the fuck do we care, you know? Even if they're homies? Yeah, like outside it, of here's basketball. the thing, it, it, they're, even the homies outside of, if we're homies, I don't have to come out here to, to recruit you. you did the D Wade have to go out to Cleveland to tell LeBron to sign with Miami? But no. You think that's you think that's a little bit of the media like like swinging things? No, like imagine bro, Kevin they Durant. Were, they all went on a private jet from Nor- Northern California mm-hmm. to the Hamptons to it was a recruiting trip to talk to KD to get him to join the Warriors. But what if KD was like at home in in Virginia or whatever and said, "Come through." Like in, they're all friends. Dog, like, there's yeah, no yeah, come there, through. There's no way you're the telling, team will pay for it. There's no way you're telling fucking four different people. Hey yo, come through. They live in four different like areas. They all came at the same time. I mean, they all came on the same flight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I mean, it was like they maybe he was like, yeah, just come through. The team will pay for it. Like you guys can come why slide you, out. Why would you even reach out to him? What you mean? Like, why would, if I'm Steph, like, why, why am I reaching out to him? Like, I see in the news, are you know you dealing with such and such? About like, we, do we coming here? Do we know how he reached out? Like I think it's the media, like a lot of, a lot of the time, like just putting their own narrative on it. Like just imagine we all, like they're all homies, they're all real friends outside of basketball. We don't know how close they well, are, but they're friends. I mean, they aren't. You said they are. They aren't. They they weren't like close friends outside of basketball. When well, they, I say they, they respect I'm each about, other. Talk about the Warriors and KD. No, I mean the KD said why he went there because he thought that gave him his yeah, best yeah, chance yeah. to win a championship. Mm-hmm. It was like I want to play with my friends. So let's, let's not act like they were super homies. He you said know, he no. I wanted to play with my friends. No, he didn't. He said, I want a best shot at winning championships. I'm tired of losing. Essentially, that's what the man said. I'm tired of playing with Russell Westbrook. I can't win with this dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's underlying. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that, that's obviously what it was. He bounced and he went to the best team in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, that's a sucker move for KD. And I just, like, I don't think I'll ever change my opinion on that. But when you look at it from the Warriors' perspective, it's like, 
Like, what are we supposed to do? Like, he, this dude is available. We got the money to pay him. We did just lose in the finals. Like, let's go pick him up. Well, what you're supposed to do is relax. So, if they did that, like, oh, you know what? He signed with us. That's cool. Like I said, mm-hmm. respect what you're going to do. But to actively recruit him? Like, fuck that. I ain't going to actively recruit him. Like, we lost to LeBron. They had, you know, they was fully loaded. You know, they, they got us. We're going to run this shit back. If I'm Steph, you know, I wasn't exactly 100% healthy. You know, we took it. We had a 3-1 lead. We should have closed this shit out. Draymond was suspended. Fuck it. We running this back. We're going to take their title. But no. They all ran. It was like, KD, please help us to make this as easy as possible. I think they made the best decision, though, for their lives. Yeah. They created I, not, a legacy. I'm not mad at them mm-hmm. for playing on a team that has Kevin Durant. Right? You, but what disappointed me was they felt they needed Kevin Durant. They just lost. I don't care. But Steph went 100% in and they had an epic fucking comeback. They should have won that series. And Draymond was suspended. So it wasn't like they got it wasn't like they got beat head up to fucking LeBron back to back years. Where they was like, shit, what can we possibly do? That's a little different. Here it was like, all right, we got him the first time. They didn't have Kevin Love or Kyrie. They got the second time. Steph wasn't healthy. Draymond was suspended. We probably should we probably would have closed this out had Draymond played the entire and tied up and finish out the tiebreaker. That's what they should have did. Finish out what you mean finish out the tiebreaker? Like, like, you know, one, they, were, they were one and one. Let's keep the same squads or whatever. Yeah, we all hundred percent healthy next year. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. Yeah, but But it's like, oh shit, KD maybe you wanna come? Yeah. And I'm like I think what made it worse is like, all right, we just beat you. Like just you had us three one, we came back, beat you. Ha. Oh man, we need you. We can't win a championship without you. It's a it's it's weird on both sides. I think it's more weird on KD's side. Oh, for sure. But I think it adds to LeBron's greatness. How great LeBron is? Yeah. Because they were like, they had to go. If they really went to go recruit KD because they just lost in the finals after winning 73 games that season, that shows like they were fucking scared of LeBron. Yeah. That, that shows that they were like, nah, we got to get past this dude. Like, I don't, we, we don't want to go through this again. Yeah. We're going to make it as easy as possible. Yeah. We need a LeBron. We don't care what it, look, <laughs> we don't care what it look like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, KD essentially there, LeBron, like, give him the ball and he can do whatever. Do you think Steph's over or underrated? Uh, I think he should be right where he's at. The greatest shooter of all time. But that's it? I mean, that's the biggest title that he should have. I don't think... What's, why, what's, why, why is he never, like, in the greatest player of all time discussion? Never. Because, no, because, one ever, no one ever brings him up. Because he doesn't play great defense. You can still... Like, if you... Uh, the greatest player means it's not the greatest scorer. It's not the greatest shooter. It's not the great greatest offensive player. It's The greatest player means the greatest all-around player. You can't just be great on defense... Because if it was, it would be, you know, who's the greatest defender? Like Dennis Rodman or Ben Wallace. Yeah. They never, you know, they never go into the discussion. You know, greatest offensive player, Steph, he's up there. Um, I mean, there's pr- plenty other. I think, um, I know a lot of people are not going to like this because he didn't have a long career. But I think Brandon Roy was up there. Brandon Roy could have went down as like, could've, he was Could have, would have. Yeah, he, I think he was. He could have been that guy, that offensive guy, because he had everything. He had yeah, everything, right. and he was, you know, he had some size and he was defensive. But he's never, you know, up there because of you know his career or whatever. But yeah. yeah, I think the greatest player you have to be the best all around player. You have to be able to play defense and shoot a nigga for forty. But Steph breaks the game. Like he, I, I don't, I can't remember a player. I've seen Jordan play, Kobe play, LeBron play. I can. There's no player that I've seen play. That when he's on has as big of an impact on the game as Steph does. Like you can be down by fucking thirty five points, and if Steph gets hot, everything he's shooting going in, 
And if you miss, you better hope you get a motherfucker off as a rebound. Otherwise, they're going to find some way to get it to Steph, and he's going to hoist that three up, and it's probably going to go in. Yeah, but everybody can do that. Not Jordan, everybody. No, no, Jordan, no, no, no. LeBron, no, Kobe, no, they no, all can no, do that. No, not at the clip Steph can do it. And it's only because he can make the three. So if Steph was, had a you know really good mid-range game wouldn't or a really good post-way, it wouldn't be as impactful. But that three-point, that fucking swings it, man. Yeah. I mean, I agree. But it, I think it's... When you have even if all right, even if you put Steph at if you if we're grading like his offensive ability, even if you put him at a ten, mm-hmm. you would put Michael Jordan at an eight. You would put Kobe at an eight nine. You would put LeBron at an eight nine. But the thing is, you got to put Steph's defense at a two, where their defense like Jordan could come down and make he might not hit you with a three. He might get an and one. He might get a fadeaway or whatever. But then he go down and he lock up the person who he's guarding. Like with Steph, but Jordan never guarded the best player on the team. True, LeBron. Uh, we could sub out uh, Jordan because I agree with that. I feel the same way. But you can put that in with LeBron. LeBron will come down and hit you with an epic dunk, but then he'll go down and block a shot. It, Andre Iguodala block. He'll go down and get a steal. He'll go down and you know play good defense on the the, the main person on the other team. Mm, he, Steph he, can't do that. He really didn't do that either. Yeah, he did. He mm. definitely did that. LeBron doesn't have great defensive plays. No, LeBron does have great defensive plays. Not a lot of one-on-one LeBron stopping people. Stopping the best player on the team. Who's cooked LeBron? It, like when LeBron was on. Steph, Steph cooked LeBron. No, no. When when LeBron was in LeBron mode where he was at his peak, you know, clutch time. Like if we go back to the finals when they were, they, when they were down okay. uh, 1-3. Who, like who was cooking LeBron in that series? Nah, so no one was cooking LeBron in that series because he wasn't he, – he rarely played against either Steph or Clay or KD until like maybe like the fourth quarter or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like they they threw him on Kevin Durant from the beginning. It was like, you know, lock him down. So, I mean, he's kind of tempered a bit. I would say the best two-way player that I've seen, if we're going straight two-way, is Kawhi Leonard. And offensively, I think LeBron is more impactful than Kawhi, but not by much. But I think defensively, Kawhi is, I would say, a, one standard deviation better than LeBron. Yeah, I would definitely put Kawhi above Steph Curry on the greatest player of all time list. I wouldn't put Kawhi above LeBron. Just because he doesn't... But Steph breaks the game open. He breaks the game open, but he doesn't stop the game from being being broken open by the other team. Like, somebody else can still cook with Steph. Steph isn't the player where it's like, he's going to come down and shoot a three, but then he's going to lock up. Maybe not one-on-one defense, but maybe a, a big offensive rebound, a good block. Like, Steph, it, like what, what can Steph do? The only thing he really do is steal the ball, right, defensively. And Steph don't get that many steals. You don't ever see him like, damn, he got that steal? Like, damn, he dropped that pass in lane? Like, he doesn't have that. So if somebody, like, is crazy offensively, but then defensively you can damn near, like, he's always the fucking mismatch. Like, anybody, like, whoever Steph is guarding, it's like, oh, give him the ball. Give him the ball, yeah. Give him, like, back down Steph. You know, so I think that's what cripples him or doesn't put him in the greatest player of all time list. But I agree, offensively, shooting-wise, Steph is the greatest. But no one... <laughs> who can shoot anywhere near uh, from the three-point line as, as well as Steph can, can do half of the other shit that Steph can do. So I'm, when I say who can shoot as well from the three-point line, I'm talking Reggie Miller, mm-hmm. um, Pistol Pete Maravich, and Ray Allen. Mm-hmm. None of them could handle the ball as well as Steph does. Have as good mid range game as Steph does, or like a I don't want to call it the post game, but like that little I'm in the paint area, so yeah. like floaters, runners, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. And all these other great players, you know, LeBron, Kawhi, uh, Kobe, Jordan, none of them are even close to hitting what Steph can hit from three points. So yes, Bron, you know, Kobe, uh, Jordan, 
all of them are, you know, going to beat you, going to eat you, going to beat you up on the inside, get you two points a lot of times. Get you two points a lot of times. Seth gets you three points a lot of times. True. And three points is more than two points. True. And they start outpacing them. And when you, you know, add up a bunch of threes versus a bunch of twos, you start getting a wide gap between how many points one player put on the board versus the other player. And I don't, there's no one I've ever seen who can swing a game the way Steph Curry can swing a game. You have your pick. You're starting a team. Okay. You have LeBron, you have Jordan, you have Kobe, and you have Steph. There's no way anybody on this planet, maybe some people, maybe if you really rock with Steph, they're not picking Steph first. You add in Kareem and Magic. I, I, you know, whoever you want, whoever you want, whoever you want, the greatest who's considered the top five. To build there's a no, team there's nobody. There's, Steph isn't knocking any of those top five off. He's not knocking off Kareem. He's not knocking off Magic. He's not knocking off LeBron, Kobe. You can put in Shaq. You can put in Jordan. We, you know, whoever. He's not knocking them off. Here's the thing. I would take Steph over Kobe, Jordan, Shaq, pretty much anyone but Magic and LeBron. I would take Steph over anyone other than Magic and LeBron because Magic and LeBron can do it all. And when I mean do it all, they can facilitate. They can take over the game and score if you need them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can play good defense. Fuck, Magic played center at one point in the NBA Finals and put up, I think, 40. Put 40 on him at center. It's a point guard. And we know we all know how great LeBron is. Um, but other than that, like... I mean, Jordan is offensive. Kobe is offensive. I can get that with motherfucking Steph. All right, so and I can outpace them with Steph. All right, okay, I understand. So you telling me if you had a team full of bums, you got four bums? Oh shit! Another scenario. Okay, yeah, I'm just we just adding it up. Okay. <laughs> four bums. Who's more likely to win out of those six, those six seven players? Steph is not going to be so the most each likely. each one of these players has a squad of bums with them. The same squad. The same they have the same four bums. The same four starter bums. You could plug in anybody in that situation. It doesn't matter who it is. Steph is not going to be the person who you would pick to be around these other bums. I think it's like I said, Steph, I respect him. He's the greatest shooter I've ever seen in my life. He cannot take a bad shot. Even like we saw today, even a, a damn near full court shot. It's like it was close. <laughs> you know? So it's like offensively he's that guy, but I don't think you could put him in the greatest of all time category because he's so one-sided. He's so, it's so, like I said, the threes is dope. The threes is, he has that, that's his thing. That's his special power. But defensively, he's a, he's a constant liability. Constant liability. That's the only thing. That's the only blemish that I see on his record is his defensive abilities. Just because he's so small, just because he's not the quickest small guy, just because he doesn't, he, he, I mean, he's probably good in what he does, but he's not as good as Jordan defensively. He's not as no. good as LeBron. And the gap between LeBron and Jordan and Magic and all their of offensive ability between you know Steph and them or whatever, the defensive gap is much wider. But I can I can fill out the rest of my team with people who play good defense and we, we can help. I'm not going to play the best player on the team, um, so I, I can work around that with the rest of the team. You talking about building a team around? Mm-hmm. So and I'm building a team around someone who breaks the fucking game, and then I can put I can put the defenders around him. You can, but what if nobody else can? I don't know, man. It's tough because it's, end stuff can be stopped if you put somebody decent on him. I mean, he could put stopped put, as in he misses a shot. Like it's not stopped as if he can't get a shot off. Well, he has, he could shoot from wherever, you know. But 
you can have it where it's like he's not going to cook you all game. But if you I mean, bro, if you running these you know screens and the and the pin downs and the you know fucking he's running off the ball, you know switching uh, sides of the court, he's gonna get open. You gonna get a shot up, and his release is so fucking quick. It doesn't even matter. Like he can catch yeah. the ball, turn, shoot while he's, while he's falling out of bounds, yeah, guess, and it's still a good shot. Yeah, even if he makes uh, if he, even if he makes fifty percent of his threes, and that's great as a three point shot. Fifty percent of his threes. Mm-hmm. The a, the constant worry that you have with him defensively is a problem. Nah, fuck that. Fifty percent of threes, I take that over it. Damn anybody. No, you no, take, you, you take you Magic know. LeBron. If, I, if you can give me fifty percent threes, you take Magic LeBron off too. Well, I'm saying that's <laughs> the max. I'm saying that's the max. Even if he makes half, like it's still not. I mean, I don't. I, it's hard for me to. It's, you would choose Steph over Jordan. Yeah, that's tough, man. I, I mean, don't, I, I, don't, I, I don't see how you win with that team. Well, I don't have the rest of the team yet. I'm assuming I'm. Uh, we have the same pool. And I, I can put a team together where I can make up for his defensive True. inadequacies. All right. So if we're making hypotheticals up, say Jordan wins with some whole bunch of bums and they barely win. They barely win just because Jordan makes a last shot, a last second, anything. It's just Jordan is the reason why they won. Okay. If you sub out Jordan and put in Clay or Steph, I don't think they win. Necessarily. I, don't, I just don't. I mean, Jordan's going to, he's putting up a lot of, a lot of mid range shit. All right. Steph also hitting from three. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I feel you what you're saying. I understand two is is less than three, but defensively, it's I don't I think it's a constant issue. Then what else, what else is it? Why don't other people put him in their top five, or whatever? It's that. That's why I asked the question. It's that. That's why I asked the question. I think it's that his defensive. No one ever talks about someone's defensive game when they talk about grace of all the time though. They because talk about it's rings and how and how much they score. No, no, I think it's implied. Like you have to play a certain level of defense to be in that category. That that conversation. But why Jordan conversation when he never. Never guarded the other team's best player because he still won. Um, he was on the uh, didn't he win defensive player of the year at least once? Mm, I think so. And he was constantly on the uh, all defensive team, so you have to be on both sides of the ball. Okay, like Kawhi, like Kawhi. If you would have said Kawhi, like we can have a totally different argument. Like you can argue, yeah, I would. If it was, a, I'm starting a team and I can choose Jordan or Kawhi, I might choose Kawhi. I might. I probably pick Jordan in that scenario. Just because Kawhi only has the one ring, Jordan has six. I know Jordan can get it done. Yeah, but the thing is, Jordan was only, I feel like Jordan was surrounded by a constant help, a, a great team. Kawhi has shown that he can do it with a lot less. I'll get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. Uh, Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony mm-hmm. Parker. Yep. That, that's you, a bad team. You, you swapped out Tim Duncan and you got old ass Marcus Hall. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you swapped out hey, Tony hey, Parker and you got, you got Kyle Lowry. Okay. That's about, that's about even. Nah, hell no. Nah. Tony Parker and Kyle Lowry? Yeah, man. Nah, hell no. Tony Parker's way better than Kyle Lowry. Well, which Tony Parker are we talking about? I'm talking about Tony Parker. It don't matter which one. You can pick, pick anyone. <laughs> you can pick anyone. I mean, Van Vliet's better than Ginobili. Obviously. Nah, hell no. Nah. Pascal Siakam? Come on, man. Pascal Siakam is, is, is no, definitely his number two. Okay. Serge Ibaka? Okay, but he's doing it with both. He's done, he's done it with he less. Has, he's done it with more. Eh, he hasn't won yet. He hasn't won yet, but I mean he's he's been there. Jordan, I think. Well, like I said, with the Raptors yet. He to me, when I, won a championship. I think Jordan is the second greatest player of all time, just because. Behind LeBron. Yeah, just because I don't think the competition that he had to go up against was as competitive as all these other greats, he's Kobe and LeBron. Like like when Jordan played, it was a big man league. Like all the name a great a great two outside of him and Dominique Wilkins back in that day, in that ten year you know span when Jordan was great. All the all the bigs you gonna name, all the greatest players you gonna name are. are Huge guys. I so mean, they Jordan, all tall. It's the NBA. Yeah. So, well, I mean, taller than him. They're like a center power forward. Jordan and D- Dominique Wilkins was the only real. See, I think one through three is kind of are kind of interchangeable. Not back in the day. I, I think so. Nah, Steve Kerr couldn't play a three. Mm, well, okay. Well, 
what I'm talking about is one through three as far as who we name it as like, okay, that was a superstar type shit. Does that make sense? So you like, you know, name a superstar other than Jordan who's at the two. I'm like, well, one through three, I feel like they can all kind of, you know, swap. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So that's why, like, can I think of number twos? But I don't necessarily remember who played small four versus who played shooting I'm saying guard. even during that time, that 10-year span when Jordan was great, name a one through three outside of him and Dominique Wilkins that we would say, like, oh, yeah, they were great. They John were in the Stockton. top. They were not in the top 10, top 20. Kevin Johnson. They're not in the top 20. Not in the top 20. It's Kevin Johnson? Well, maybe not no, Kevin no. Johnson. John Stockton, he's not in the top 20. Shit, what year are we talking about Jordan playing? You start whenever you want to start. Don't matter. Magic Johnson's out there. Johnson was six nine. <laughs> it's like at that time was Jordan didn't ever have to like. What I'm saying is he didn't always have to go Clyde against Drexler. the. There you go. He wasn't. He was he's a not, two, right? He's not even considered. Is he top twenty five? No, nope. man. I don't know who the fuck top twenty five in NBA is. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like he didn't have to go against like that top tier elite, elite score, elite you know, mm-hmm. elite competition where LeBron I think had to, Kobe had to, like Kobe played against Jordan. He played against LeBron. He played against Kevin Durant. He played against like all the other top ten players that we would consider, you know, yeah, no, top ten ever. You know, where Jordan, he went up against Dominique Williams isn't in the top ten. Carl Malone. Jordan never guarded Carl Malone. I'm, I'm just saying he went up against him though. He, he went up against him, but he didn't have to guard him. I'm saying yeah. all the other top five players, they probably they guarded pl- oh, like people, you know, yeah. other top five players. Mm-hmm. Where Jordan, he never really like, oh damn, this dude might cook me. Like this dude might put up fifty. I'm nervous about this. Like, man, <laughs> he has the like, you know, that he didn't, he didn't have to go up against that. That must be embarrassing. Someone put fifty on you. He's like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. And back then, Jordan didn't have to worry about that. Nah, I mean, they didn't score a lot back then either. True. I always wonder how Jordan would fare in today's age, but that's a debate for another another yeah, time. That's long. Um, so going to stay tied it up one one the NBA Finals. Yeah, going heading back to to Oakland. It was an impressive win. Yeah, overall, I mean, it was an overall impressive victory. Yeah. So one one, where is, where do we go from here, man? I think it depends on Kevin Durant. It depends on when he's coming back. If he comes back, game three is over. I think they definitely win, but I think game four, if Toronto can win this next one and Golden State and, and reclaim home court advantage, I think it might be a series. And then if he comes back game four, game five, whatever, we'll see. But if Kevin Durant is healthy and he comes back game three. And they have home court advantage. It's back to just a five game series with Kevin Durant and the Warriors. But the, Clay Thompson may not be there. True, but well, I mean, we'll have to see. I thought Iggy was going to be out this game, but he came back and made the most important shot of the game. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah, so it's like I don't know, man. If he's out, then yeah, it'll be. I don't think they won without KD. I definitely think they can win without Clay. I agree. At I think, home, I, I think they miss Clay more so on defensive end than offensive end. Offensive, they yeah, won't yeah. probably it won't be you know too impactful. Not having KD, you have KD back, but defensively is where you where you feel it. Yeah, because now you're gonna put who, who on on Kawhi, KD. Yeah, injured, hurt. No, I don't know. It's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think it'll be a good game, but I think the Warriors probably they definitely have control of the series now. They have home court, um, and then it, the longer the series goes, the more likely Kevin Durant. You know, even if he comes back late, the longer it goes, the more you know. Healed, he'll be, you know, he'll be recovered. So I think the longer it goes, it just, it plays into the Warriors' advantage. So Toronto has small, I think they have, uh, hopefully they, they do something and win, but I think their window is, is pretty small. Now. It's closing. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought game two was kind of a must win for Toronto, yeah. as odd as that sounds when you win the first game. Yeah. But 
you know, it could be worse. They could be down 0-2. Um, True. But as you know, it's 1-1 going to, to go and say, now they have to get one in Oracle. Mm-hmm. We, you know, the Clippers got two at Oracle, so the Raptors are more than capable of getting True. getting one in Oracle. So, you know, we'll see what happens. If, you know, Clay's out, I like, even if KD, if Clay's out and KD's not there game three, of course I got the Raptors winning game three. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see how Golden State even competes. The only shooter they have on that, who's going to be on the floor would be, no, so we got Quinn Cook who who can stroke, and then you know, of course, Steph. Other than that, mm, it's real, real you touch and go. You put LeBron on that team, man. oh boy. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, put you, put, you put LeBron and Steph on the same team. No, no, yeah, no. you probably gonna fucking you take win. out. You take all right. Steph is hurt. Clay is hurt. Or, or Clay is hurt. KD is hurt. But you put LeBron on that Warriors team with Clay. They got a chance. Well, yeah. No, no, Clay is hurt. Clay is hurt, so and KD is hurt. So everyone, so the Boogie Cousins and all that. And they're, they're they're available. Just just imagine next game, game three, mm-hmm. KD is still out, and Clay is still out. And you replace Steph with, with LeBron. <laughs> it's a different story. Yeah, I mean, they should still lose that game, but whatever. Nah, hell no. Nah, nah. You put Jordan in there, you put Kobe in there. Like, we got a chance still. Oh, boy. We still got a chance. Yeah. Yeah, so you got the Warriors winning the series? Um. I want Toronto to win just because I want the Warriors to like do something drastic to just shake up the NBA, man, because they've had a, a tight hold on the NBA for the last five years. But I think, yeah, man, I think after seeing them win without KD, and like I said, the longer it goes, the more likely KD is going to come back. Yeah, I think the Warriors probably got it, which sucks. And I think Kawhi, I don't think Kawhi is 100%. Even if, even if he is 100%, the Warriors have a good scheme to – all right, let's stop him and just let everybody else go off. They didn't have Siakam put up 32 like he did game one, yeah. you know. They didn't have Marcus Gasol make those timely threes. Van Vliet made a couple threes, but he he didn't make as many as he did game one, I don't think. Um, Kyle Lowry fouled out, you know. So they're putting pressure on the other squads, the role players. And I think game one, they showed up. Game two, they didn't. So if they continue this, this strategy and then you add in KD, yeah, it's tough. It'll be tough for the Raptors. And I – I think the Raptors go as Kyle Lowry goes. They need Kyle Lowry to play well in order to win. They need Kyle Lowry to have four really good games in order to uh, win the championship. Maybe three. Maybe get away with one bad game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you got Kawhi out there balancing it. He had a good game one. Game two, you know, left a lot to be desired. And like you said, he fouled out, I think, midway through the fourth quarter. And your second best player in the team can't just foul out like that. You know, no, he, was in, he was in foul trouble in game one as well. You know, you got to get that shit under control. Yeah, definitely. I know he has the thumb issue, but eh. so if, if Kyle Lord gives them what he gave them tonight, they don't win. If he plays well, he averages around, hovering around 20, you know, keeps his tar- turnovers below four. Assists, you know, somewhere in between five and seven. I think the Raptors probably win. Do I have faith in Kyle Lord doing that? Nope. Especially with KD Lumen come back, and they already got one game without KD. Now they'll, you know, just have to get three mm-hmm. um, with him. I think they can do that. And I said if KD came back somewhere at some point in the series, I was Warriors in seven, and I, I stick by that. I feel like the KD and them to get it done at uh, the Toronto um, Home Arena. What was it the Air Canada Center? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Game Five? No, no, Game Seven. Seven. Oh, you think it's gonna go seven? I think it goes seven. That's tough. I mean, Toronto has won two more games to kind of force it to go seven. Yeah, Toronto has to win two more games. Yeah, I think Toronto wins. So there, much was made when like Seth Curry, Steph's brother, said that Golden State is easier to defend when KD's on the court because people are like, "You crazy? You, you know, I got someone else to worry about." 
So I separate easier to defend versus easier to stop or easier to prevent scoring. We know create turnover or whatever. I think they're easier to defend with him out there mm-hmm. just because a lot of times Kevin Durant just has the ball. So you know where the fuck the ball is. Yeah. Can you stop him? Eh. You know, maybe, maybe not. If KD's not cooking that night, then, you know, he pulls up and shoots, misses. And that's, you know, that's, yeah. that's a good stop. Versus, you know, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, you know, running back cuts and screens and all this other shit and cutting to the basket and getting the oop like we saw a lot in game two. Yeah. Those are 99.9% score plays. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin Durant, you know, raising up from, you know, 15 or 17 feet. What's that? Somewhere between 50 to 60%. You know, I, I, I take that over you know, Draymond throwing a fucking lob to DeMarcus Cousins. So I get it. There is easier to know where the ball is and know what you got to do, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you got to stop him because a lot of times excellent defense doesn't stop Kevin Durant. I think we put too much stock in. I agree, but I think we put too much stock in Seth, what Seth Curry said. <laughs> because Fair. we're talking to somebody, we're talking a reference to someone who said they're easier to guard when Katie is on the floor. But they got swept with and without KD. They got swept without KD before, yeah. And yeah. they had... They lost with KD on the court as well. The the last three games of that series, they had an 18-point lead, 17-point lead, and an 18-point lead. Yeah. And so lost the lead and lost the series. Yeah. So you got, you played some games with KD. You played some games without KD. Oh, yeah. KD is... The words are easier to guard with when KD is playing. It's, then why didn't you win one game? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it's like... Yeah, I think just... That's just a way. I think that's just if I was KD, I would get mad at that. But I know KD can't respond and say everything that we could say, you know. But it's like, like I, he would definitely respond. Like, what are you talking about, little guy? Like, I got your your brother, your better brother on, on my squad, and you guys just got swept, little guy. Like, like why are we even <laughs> listening to you? Like, why are you even talking right now? Like, why are you putting my situation? Because that is, I think, what fueled a lot of this whole, are the Warriors better without KD or do they need KD? That sparked a lot of it, I think. Yeah. Or at least, you know, added more gas to the fire. And it's like KD easily could have said, you guys just got swept or we're beating you guys. Right. I beat you guys and the words beat you without me. So what are you, what are you talking about? Well, I think that's too much, giving too much acknowledgement to Seth Curry. He only start. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like him just saying that could just be a way to like up his brother. You yeah. know, that could be a slight, like, all right, they beat us, but let me, yeah, let me help. That's crazy. Out. Yeah. If I'm coming around, I don't respond at all because he doesn't start on a team that my team swept without me being on the court. Yeah. Like, why would I even waste my time? Yeah, but he can't, he can't respond to say shit. <laughs> he can't say it because that, and that stuff, you're, you're a teammate's little brother, so you can't, like, go at him. I mean, you still can. And nah, he won't do it. I think Katie nah, would do can't, it. You can't do it. No, well, can't. What's fuck Steph going to do? I mean, Steph is the Warriors. So you can't, like, I mean, I, that would just create, I think, a weird locker room. So you can't go at it. I think he just got to eat those. Well, it's I mean, like Katie ain't gonna be there much longer. Just, that way. Yeah, Katie probably said, "Man, Steph, go get, get your brother, bro." <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe. You know what I was thinking about too. What's up? I realized that I wasn't where I need to be in life when I was thinking about contracts. Okay, what kind of contracts? Just you know, just random contracts. You know, just something. If I had a service that I could provide to people. And say somebody gave offered me, you know, a twenty five million dollar contract, right? Mm-hmm. But I really wanted a twenty six million dollar contract. If they gave me the twenty five or twenty four, I wouldn't trip. Like, I, hey, it's still twenty four million. <laughs> but some people are like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> you know, I need that. They shorten me, man. Yeah, don't disrespect me giving me twenty four million when I want twenty six. You know, <laughs> that's just crazy. It's like I was thinking, like people like. People trip out about like 
a couple million. Yeah. When it's already like a hundred million, you know, like yeah. now I need that ninety nine instead of ninety three. Like what? Like imagine what? Like Wait, I'm ready a- to I'm ready to just end it all. Like I'm ending negotiations because of six, $6 million dollars. When I'm already getting over ninety, regardless, I'm guaranteed ninety three by taking. <laughs> that's wild, man. But there's people out there like that. There's situations out there like that, and that's a different level that I have never. I don't. That's not many people are privy to have that. I mean, and that's. Weird. I, so I've heard people say that you know you are successful when you start declining opportunities. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, oh, you know, I, I don't have to do that. Like that instance, that that ninety three, yeah. ninety ninety nine million dollar uh, scenario. Some people are just like, look, I don't get off my fucking bed for a certain amount of money. Yeah. You know, it's like it, if I'm gonna do it, it's gonna be worth worth my time because I don't need it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I like to be that level too. To one, <laughs> to one, like, I mean, I'm good either. I'm good with or without this. Yeah. You know, type of shit. So, yeah. yeah. What sparked that? I don't know. I forget what it was exactly, but I was just thinking, oh, I think it was like we were talking about, or um, I was watching like coaching, like NBA coaches, like contract salaries. I think they may have been talking about um, Mike D'Antoni um, about a contract extension or something like that. Yeah. But it was like a million dollars where it was like causing a whole a rift or whatever, you know, it was creating some issues. And I was like, a million dollars? Like how much? All right, what are we talking about? It was like twelve million, thirteen, fifteen. It was something like that, where mm-hmm. it was just a million dollar difference between each party where where it wants to, to, to be, and it was like, nah, they're done. They don't want to talk anymore because of that. It's like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't know, man. That's wild. But that's life. That's that's different. I think that's that's not fair at all to have people disputing over you know a couple million dollars, a million dollars here when they're already getting fifty plus. When there's people homeless, what you know. What you mean fair? What I mean, about? I, I mean, only okay. The only thing fair about life is that you wake up. Everyone has the same life. Yeah. Nah, not not everyone has the same life. It's just everyone's in the up. same world. You right? wake up. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's in the same world. But other than that, I mean, you know, depending on what country you live in, you may have an advantage. Depending on what family you come from, you may have an advantage. Yeah, like, ain't nothing really fair. Yeah, about life. Yeah, when I say fair, I mean it's it's different levels to things, and I think a lot of the stuff that we we have or that we want or we have or buy or we fantasize for, they're just distractions to appease us to to like give us some type of you know enjoyment in the situation that we're currently in, even though we know there's more out there. Like, all right, I'm cool with this car. Even though I know there's a some way better, I can buy this mansion or whatever. I'm cool. Just give me a new car, and I'm cool for a while or whatever. Because I know I'm not gonna, I can't get that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, yeah, I don't know, man. This it was wild. Like, why can't everybody be in the same? Like, what, like what makes one person deserving of being able to like negotiate hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever and have fallout over a, a million or two when other people are like just struggling to get a couple of dollars. It was like some, some deep seated sociological shit or. Yeah. I mean, if you talk about, we're talking about like karma and the universe and destiny and all that, like what, what allows one person to have everything provided for them and they never have to go through any of the, inconsistencies or the you know the struggles is another person who the other person has struggled just right from the get-go okay they're born into a situation that's not favorable in comparison to you know others i feel like that's with the assumption that every life is like a new one 
right? Like it's a new one for that soul, spirit, being, whatever you want to call it. Reincarnation. Right. So if you've, you know, lived, if you've done things in the past, you've done, maybe done fucked up things in the past. If you, you know, believe in that reincarnation and that karma thing, then you could be paying for something that happened in the past. True. Uh, no one knows what happens when you die. I like to think reincarnation is what happens because everything else doesn't make much sense. And it makes sense that, you know, souls and beings and spirits kind of, you know, recycle for lack of a better term. As far as what makes someone more qualified over someone else, well, that's just whatever rules humans have come up with. Yeah. You know, and everyone has the opportunity, right? Everyone has the same kind of, kind of opportunity as their neighbors. Let's put it like that. Cause you know, we obviously talked about the fact that depending on where you're born, you may not have a lot of options. Some people are just put in fuck situations. You know, do I feel bad for them? I guess it's maybe like a yes and no. Tell me the no. It's so not all fuck situations are shit that you can't control. Right. There's there's things that you can do generally to avoid catastrophic consequences. I don't know. I used to think that. Catastrophic? Yeah. I I used to think that. the only way to have catastrophic consequences, such as like losing everything, house, home, and all the other mm-hmm. shit, if you are you know too heavy in like one particular area with your savings, or you're just you know doing this fucking high wire act with you know all your assets and all your money, you know you 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 overexpose yourself, you overleverage yourself in, in some scenario, and that's just, those all oh, those things are just not a good idea. It's just kind of dumb to do. You always want to have that reserve, mm-hmm. that safety net. And a lot of people don't have a safety net. I used to think about all that stuff, man. I used to think, like, yeah, there's a possibility. But then what happened if you're born and you're disabled? You Usually know, some kind of government assistance depending on where you live. Yeah, government assistance. Depending on where you live. We're going to go a little bit deeper. Okay. Imagine you're born disabled. You automatically don't have the same opportunities as your peers. But just imagine you're born into a family a family that's not rich. Mm-hmm. Now you're a liability on them. So they can't do, they can't prosper. They can't do everything they should be able to do because they're taking care of you. Should and, be able to do? Yeah, imagine all right, if 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 times get rough, a father can go out and get, you know, another job or double up or the mom can do this or learn this or go to school for this. But if they have a child that they have to care for 24 hours of the day, like they can't do anything for themselves, that's going to put a strain on them. And imagine they have other kids. Imagine they have a, a brother and sister who are normal. Now you seeing your parents. Did you say normal? I mean, normally they don't have any disabilities. Oh, okay. You know, imagine then now you're seeing like instead your parents, your dad, your mom are supposed to be, you know, they have the potential to be great and they can, they might have an ability in music or acting or, you know, they're somewhere they're, they're intellectual, anything. They have, you know, a high ceiling. But since they have a disabled, you know, child, they have to care for them because they're going to do that automatically. So then the other kids, they don't see, they don't have the same understanding of life because they weren't taught that same life because their parents were, you know, had other responsibilities as opposed to another family who were born with a great, a rich grandfather who was, you know, born and they own, you know, a big business is thriving now and they have the best of everything. They're born into the best of Every single thing possible. So they're able to have, they're privy to connections. They're privy to, you know, financial resources that other kids or the other family that we spoke about, they don't have. Even if they, they're both good people or none of that is question in question. I mean, just they're born into a situation that's not, you know, not the same. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, I agree. Life isn't fair. I don't know, man. 
I mean, so obviously one is going to be harder than the other, but I still think you can have success. I think a lot of times people use outside obligations as a reason for their, I guess, failure to accomplish things that they, they would otherwise have liked to accomplish. For instance, in, in your scenario, say, well, you know, I have to take care of my little sister. You know, she's disabled or, or, or whatnot. There's still things that you can do. And I don't think it's fair to that person, you know, that you're that you're caring for, that you would use them that person as an excuse or a reason as to why you didn't accomplish certain things. Because it's not that person's fault, you know. Maybe the person that asked you to care for them, maybe the person didn't. But at the end of the day, you ultimately had had the choice. So it's not fair to blame, you know, the disabled person. There's yeah, I'm not blaming the disabled person. <laughs> like I'm just saying you, you would care, like your parents would care for, you know, some, I'm just saying that's just one situation. Okay. I'm just saying like there's, there's why, there's a, a various different situations that people are born into that, you know, they're just different, yeah. you know? So one is inherently, they're just going to have better, more opportunities than others, you know? So, I mean, I, like we were talking about reincarnation and life and fairness and all that. I, yeah, I don't, that's tough. It's tough. I think just a lot of things are just distractions to just appease us. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, so, yeah. Also, keep our society going, too. Yeah. You know, in, in Consumerism. the USA, capitalism is king. Yeah. So you want to incentivize people to buy because it kind of keeps everything going. People only bought what they needed. This country would fucking crumble. True. <laughs> but it, would that be fun? No. That wouldn't be, be fun. fun. No. Just buy what you need? Nah, no. that's why. <laughs> it's not a super whack. <laughs> would you pick an Uber if you lived in the hood? Would you like? Do you think it would be easier or harder to get an Uber? If I lived in the hood, I think it'd be difficult to get an Uber because they can decline, right? Yeah. What sparks this? Were you trying to get an Uber in the hood the other day? Yeah, I was actually no, no, no. I was actually watching a YouTube video of a lady. She's um, she's a YouTuber or whatever, but she drives. Her main thing is driving for Uber, and she was just explaining how I think she was in Atlanta. How when she drops someone off in you know I guess whatever area that she doesn't like to be in, she automatically turns her Uber off and drives to an area that she wants to be in to get the better ride. <laughs> <laughs> And she explained it, you know, she was saying that, you know, a lot of people, when she picks up people in the hood or whatever, she gets lower ratings or whatever. And it's, it's you know, just she had a list of reasons. And she I'm gets like, lower ratings. Yeah. Well, she, explained, she explained it. You know, she said, I guess people are, yeah, pretty much people are trying to get, you know, free rides and all this other shit or whatever. It's like, man. Free just, rides? Who's trying to get a free ride over? You called over? I guess if you complain, give a low rating, like, hey, the car was dirty. Hey, the car was, they were driving crazy. They didn't drop me off when they were supposed to drop me off. I guess you can get like a free ride. And I guess this person was trying to correlate, you know, picking up people in a, a, a you know, an oh, area that she doesn't want to be in. That they feel like they're getting to, a free ride. Yeah, they're getting, she's getting a lower rating because people are trying to get a free ride. Huh. And I think, I, I hate that type of stuff, man. I hate that type of stuff. What type man. of stuff? Like that end where we bringing up Nipsey, like the narrative where... Like, oh, yeah, you can't, like, Nipsey got, you know, his situation happened because he tried to get back to the hood. You know, once you get money, you got to get out the hood. I hate, <laughs> I hate that, dude. Like, that that narrative is so whack to me. You know, and I think that's just, that just keeps those areas down, you know, impoverished areas. That's just a bad narrative. And I don't know if it's the people who are directly in there saying that or if it's some, like, outside influence saying that to just, you know, create some situation. You know the fucked up thing about this? It's not just... 
people outside of like the area or the, or that hood that feel that way. It's people also who live in that area, that community that feel that way as well. Yeah. So um, is it, is what this woman who, you know, gave the statement for this article, is what she's saying false? Obviously not. I'm sure she, she's not the only person mm-hmm. who does that. Mm-hmm. So I guess we got to look to it like, why? Like, why do, why would she automatically believe these people are just trying to get a free ride? A free yeah. ride? Like, wh- what is that? You know, it sounds like she already has some like underlying biases and just like using that to try to justify why she's getting a lower rating. She's probably getting a lower rating because she treats these people, you know, differently than she would treat, you know, some yoga mom from the suburbs. Yeah. And ordinarily when people kind of sense when you're condescending or talking down to them or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Maybe that's the reason why they're getting lower ratings, not because they want to save $7. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's, that's that's some some master plan type of thinking. If you like, oh, I'm just gonna keep complaining and keep getting free rides from Uber, like get the fuck forever. Out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, get the fuck out of yeah, here, man. Come, it, it, that's a wild line of thought. She provides poor customer service, and oftentimes people who provide poor customer service blame just the customer. And you know, case in point here. With that being said, is there possibly some truth to that? Maybe. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Oftentimes you run into people, you know, who kind of come from, uh, let's see, neighborhoods in the lower socioeconomic spectrum. And they just don't seem to, you know, be up on the latest social etiquette or or social norms. And they do things that are kind of offensive or, you know, kind of make you question what kind of training these people have. And I think... you have those experiences with those people and generally people remember negative experiences. So, you know, you, you remember seeing this person, you know, quote, that's from black bread term from the hood acting poorly. That sticks out in your head. Right. And you, you carry that wherever you go. You know, you see it a couple of times. Now you think everyone that acts in the hood is fucking terrible. And I think that's kind of where it comes from. It's like, all right, I don't want to be, you know, in this neighborhood picking up people because I may get robbed. I'm sure a ton of fucking Uber drivers mm-hmm. think that. Yeah. Just be kind of the, like the reception and media and, you know, maybe, maybe their own experiences with people. So I say all that to say, you I mean, I get it. I understand why it's fucked up. I think we should get past it. However, it's going to take effort from both sides, right? The people who are on the side of thinking everyone from the hood is terrible. You know, they're going to have to kind of be open to new experiences and, you know, give people a shot and people from the hood should probably stop being assholes and committing crimes and Both things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're in a situation where you have to do what you got to do, man, it's tough. I mean, I understand, like, I agree with you and I understand both sides, how you can be like, you know, weary of going to places that you're not familiar with because of what you've heard or what you've seen or whatever, but you can't generalize. You know, like just because you're in that area doesn't mean like the likelihood of this happening is at a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. And I, like I said, I was listening, watching the video or whatever, and I was like connecting what I can understand where she was coming from, but that's not something you say. She didn't say it correctly. That's not something you say. Yeah. It's like, you almost like, you almost can like, you know, it's one of those things you can think and say or whatever, but it does for you to vocalize it. It doesn't. Help. Doesn't, it doesn't come out well. It doesn't make this the next ride that you get in that area better. It doesn't make you like be able to turn your, you know, I guess the Uber app or whatever in that area on, you know. So I feel like this just fuels the fire and just creates a bigger situation where people won't go to certain areas with the Uber or whatever. Yeah. And also maybe people from those areas get upset. Yeah. And probably take things, you know. Just another divide. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. 
<laughs> just buying the stuff. Yo, you hear Uber's doing this thing now with you. So did you know Uber rates you as a passenger? Maybe a little bit. Okay. Never really thought about it. So there's a like a, a rating system with people as passengers. And Uber's trying this thing out where if you have a low rating as a passenger, they block you from being able to pick up rides or being able to get a ride. So you go to log in, try to get an Uber fucking and yeah. try to get an Uber and they're like, nope, sorry. Yo, bro, rating is too low. Yeah. That's crazy. You know the first thing that popped on mine? What? Black Mirror. What happened? The episode where the, they had the social credit. And it was like a little the redhead woman mm-hmm. and she's going to like a friend's wedding or whatever. And you have like this social standing and the social standing affects, you know, what uh, jobs you can have with, you know, clubs or things you can be a part of. One. How do you not see this episode of Black Mirror? I missed. I'm like once I have one season to go. Oh, maybe this is that season. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was like a social credit. And China, I think, has implemented that in some areas where, you know, if you're an asshole to people or whatever, it's like kind of reported. And then people can look up, like, oh, you know, you fucked sudden touch over. And it seems like Uber's kind of going to that going to that as well. I How do you feel about all this? Should, should there be like a tally or some kind of official record of your behavior towards other people? Yeah, it should be. I think, like, I remember there, I think it's a five or whatever, because I never do anything crazy on mine, but I, I can understand, like, a driver, like, if you, if you have one particular rider, whatever, who Ubers all the time, and every time he gets in the car, he, like, leaves trash, or she, he or she leaves trash, or, you know, is loud, or feet are dirty, or, you know, doesn't pay right, doesn't, you know, complains, leave, like, it's, it's a host of things that somebody can do in the back of your car that you would want to complain about. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so I think I don't know when it started, but if they were unable to complain or there was no, you know, you know, any type of action that the the driver had, no power that the driver had to report a bad rider, I can understand it. Yeah, I, I can see. I, can, I mean, I can see. I mean, I wouldn't want to say like, you know, you get three bad rides or whatever, be three bad ratings or whatever as a rider, and then you're done with Uber. I think it would have to be some research done, you know, five, ten, you know, bad ratings maybe, but you know, one, two or three, you can just have a bad conversation with people and then they just get, leave you a bad rating, you know, if they're a driver. Cause some people are jerks. They I, take it, you know, personal. Do you talk when you get into like a Uber or a Lyft? It, I feed off the person whoever's riding. Like I try, like I shoot out like, Hey, how was your day? Like if I'm, if I think the person is cool, like if I look at the picture and they're like, yeah, hey, okay, this person might be cool. I get in the car, they're cool or whatever. I think they're cool. I automatically try to assume. Yeah. I might throw out a like, Hey, how you doing? You know? And okay. then I feed off of that. Sometimes I don't say shit and I just sit back, but yeah, sometimes I'll throw out a little, you know, see if they bite. I think I prefer not to talk. Yeah. Unless I want to talk. That's not me like, hey, you know, what's a good place to eat around here? But it's off GP. Like, hey, how's your day? Yeah, it shouldn't be required. No. It should be. Or should the be. driver shouldn't. I wouldn't want the driver to just automatically talk to me every time. Sometimes, like you said, like I sometimes want to be quiet. Yeah. Sometimes I want to just get home, get to here, get there or whatever. And I'm cool. But I think... The the driver should always be open to feed off the rider. Yeah, I don't think the driver should be like, I ain't talking right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's fucked up. And I think they're, I was watching, the, I forget what I was doing or, or listening to, but I heard that they're trying to implement a setting where the rider, whoever, I don't know if it's Uber or Lyft, where they can like choose a do not disturb or something. Yeah. Like, just get in the car and don't say shit to me. Certain areas, it's um, it's a preference. I prefer mm. you not to talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's wild, dude. Imagine somebody getting your car and like that little thing is, is marked or whatever. Don't say nothing to me or whatever. You know, I prefer not to talk. Mm. And they're in the back of your car. D- sitting there. Like, I can't say anything in my car. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> 
And imagine it's like right up the street. Like imagine it's not right up the street. It's not, you know, it's a nice drive, you know. I think we went to LA. What we took like a like a 25 minute. We took like no, we took like an Uber ride. It was deep. Yeah. It was it was a solid 20, 25 minutes from the university studios to the hotel. Nah, hell no. Nah. Did we take one a Uber from like San Diego to LA? No, nah, that wasn't me, bro. We took a long one, dude. That's a long Uber. When we were in San Diego that one time. We didn't take an Uber to fucking from San Diego to you LA. You remember it took us a while to get an Uber that one time. And we ended up getting one. And we got on the free. It was a nice drive. He was talking about like Tijuana and some shit. Mm. I think it was at least 30 minutes. All right. Just say 30 minutes. 25 right. minutes, 30 minutes or whatever. Like I'm sitting in the car driving my car and somebody's in the back and I can't say anything. Like, you know, I try to say like, hey, how's your night going? Shh. Do not see <laughs> my preference. Check the app. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would I would lose it. You know, if it's something where But that person also paying you for this ride. It's I like don't a care, free ride. Dude. Oh, I don't care, dude. Like I mean, unless they like, you know, they have some ailment where they can't speak, they prefer not to speak, they lost their voice or something like that. Yeah, I can understand that or whatever. That's a plus for that option. But if they're a regular person, I see them talking on the phone, like they're taking phone calls, you know, like, hey, yeah, I'll be there in twenty minutes. You he's know, mad, he's mad they're not talking to you. Nah, I just want that option. I don't want it to be like, like, all right, they mark the do not say anything to me thing or whatever. And then I say like, hey, how's your evening going? And then I get a low rating. The, person, <laughs> the, the driver tried to talk to me. <laughs> like, nah, man, that's why. That's why. That's why. I'd be kind of pissed too, but don't be a fucking Uber or Lyft driver then, buddy. Nah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> oh, man. But shit, I mean, that's all I, that's all I have. Unless you have anything else. Let me see. I think I might have something else. One more, one more thing. One more thing. Are you Steve Jobs? Just one last thing? Yeah. Oh, that was last week. Um, yeah, that was it. Yeah, how about that? We in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Wrap us up. You got work in the morning. I'll keep you too long. Yep, yep. Where can they find you? Uh, let's do, let's do, first off with the, uh, let's do the website. Before we go and give out our contact information, man, be sure to go down and like this video, this, or sorry, the stream, however you're viewing it, listening to it, just go ahead and like it. That helps out the algorithm. But you can find us at the website, thewolfticketsexperience.com. You can go there, listen to all the podcasts. You can see pictures. You can, you know, send us an email about a topic that you would like us to talk about. Uh, personally, you can catch me at Safari the Q S A F A R E T H E Q E on Instagram. I think it's the same thing on Twitter. Um, that's it, man. What about yourself? You can catch me on Instagram at uh, Mr. Westbrook3, Twitter, are you Randy2? Um, like Mari said, website. Also, uh, the email account, uh, we'll take his podcast at gmail.com. And you know, in addition to liking, if you can, you know, write a review wherever you're listening, that helps a great deal. It, um, you know, opens us up to, other people, you know, these kind of gets put in the what's trending and like Mark said, that the algorithm thing. So that'd be a big help. Um, but other than that, I mean, that's about it, right? Yeah, that's cool, man. Appreciate Welcome. you guys listening. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs>